What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, friends, and maybe some new friends that are joining us as we continue through the book of Acts, and Acts is the Acts of this early church. Really, we get to see behind the scenes of how this early church, these followers of the way, became the bride in which we get to experience and be a part of today. Today, we're going to be reading in Acts chapter 18, and for those who I don't have the privilege of knowing, my name is Nick, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And we have been journeying through the book of Acts and we've had many different voices speaking in and explaining and teaching through the book of Acts on these podcasts. And so I'm excited just to continue to add my voice um, to those who have already gone before me. We're going to be reading verses 1 through 23 in Acts chapter 18. We're going to read a little, talk a little, read a little, talk a little, hopefully find some application that we can live differently in light of it. And hopefully all of us will feel encouraged. And so I hope that you feel encouraged. Whatever you find yourself doing today, I pray that the Lord will remind you who he is and who you are in light of who he is. And so Acts chapter 18, we're going to begin in verse number one, and I'm reading out of the NIV version. So let's journey together. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. And he went to see them, and because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for they were tent makers by trade. Let me pause. What you'll see when um, Aquila and Priscilla are forced to leave um Rome, well, you could see that even in history of this forced leaving of Rome of the Jewish people. And so I love that God's word is true. And so it impacts history. And so even history that is not, you know, looking to point to Jesus, history still has to recognize that this is historical, that this did happen. And that's just encouraging for me from time to time to be reminded that, hey, this the Bible does not sit outside of history. It is a part of history. And this really happened. Verse number four. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and tried to persuade Jews and Greeks. Talking about Paul. This is what Paul did. Paul would sit in um, and he would try to persuade Jews and Greeks in the synagogue because that's what God called him to do is to share the gospel. They were resistant to what he was teaching, but he continued to preach and share. Verse 5, when Silas and Timothy arrived from Macedonia, Paul was occupied with the word testifying to the Jews that the Christ was Jesus. Again, this is the gospel. And when they opposed and reveled him, he shook out his garments and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. And he left there and went to the house of a man named Titius, Justice, a worshiper of God. His house was next door to the synagogue. Let me pause right here. Paul does something very interesting. He preaches. He is diligent. He preaches. He is diligent. He preaches and he is diligent. 
Then it says he shakes his skulls off, which is a sign that he is done, that he is shaking off the dust, that he is no longer going to keep pressing in on the people that do not want to be pressed upon. And he goes, listen, you have heard the good news of the gospel. You have heard what Christ has done. You have heard it all, but yet you are unwilling to receive it for whatever reason. May it be pride. May it be whatever the reason. And so I am going to go and plant this seed where it will be in a soil that is more receptive to what I have to say. And so he decides he's going to go talk to the Gentiles and remind the Gentiles and tell the Gentiles that they have been invited to the table of the king. And he goes and he does just that. Verse 8. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed in the Lord, together with his entire household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing Paul, believed and were baptized. Again, this good news took root and it yielded some beautiful fruit. People said yes to the king. They said yes to their next step of obedience of being baptized. And notice, like the only difference is the soil, right? I mean, the soil of the Jews and Greeks in the synagogue were not a soil that was receptive. You could even say that that soil was hard. But this soil was tender and ready to receive the seed of truth. And so hear me, as you navigate, as you share this gospel, there are going to be those that do not want to receive it. There are going to be those that really are aggressive towards it. And so for you, you love them, you pray for them, but it doesn't mean just because they weren't receptive to it that you stop sharing it. No, you keep sharing it and you keep sharing it and you keep sharing it, recognizing that the Lord is going to use it. And the Lord said to Paul, we're picking up in verse 9. And the Lord said to Paul one night in the vision, Do not be afraid, but go on speaking, and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you to harm you. For I have many in this city who are my people. And he stayed a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. Let me just give you this sweet reminder. and Maybe you need to hear this today. And maybe you just need to be reminded of this. Keep preaching not only with your words, but with your life. Do not be silent about the good news of what Christ has done in your life. Even when those around you don't seem to be receptive, even if you can't see the transformative work that is going on and that's happening, keep preaching the gospel not only with your words, but also with your life. Let me encourage you with that. God has given you something to say because he's given you a story and he has invited you to share that story. Paul stayed there a year and six months and kept preaching and teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching and teaching. And he saw God do something that only God could do. But he continued to keep teaching and preaching and teaching and preaching. So for you, continue to be obedient because I think I say this a lot. You never know what's on the other side of your obedience. So just be obedient. Verse 12. But when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him before the tribunal, saying, This man is persuading people to worship God contrary to the law. But when Paul was about to open his mouth, Galileo, Gallio said to the Jews, if it were a matter of wrongdoing or vicious crime, O Jews, I would have reason to accept your complaint. But since it is a matter of question about words and names and your own law, see to it yourselves. I refuse to be a judge of these things. And he drove them from the tribunal. And they all seized Sothenius, the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him in front of the tribunal. But Gallio paid no attention 
to any of this. Gallio just goes, hey, this is not my business. This is not my business. This involves religious things that you guys are dealing with. This does not involve me. But notice that like Paul didn't even have to give an own defense. God intervened through Gallio and he he really diffused the situation. Now, the poor buddy, the leader of the synagogue, Sothenius, it did not end so well for him. And I think this response was because like, hey man, we thought this was going to go one way, but it ended up going another. But notice that Paul did not have to defend himself. The Lord did it. Verse 18, almost finished. After this, Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria. And with him, Priscilla and Aquila. At Cinchatre, he had cut his hair, for he was under a vow. And they came to Ephesus, and he left them there. But he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on talking, but on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God's will. And he set sail for Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time there, he departed and when he and he went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phygera, strengthening all the disciples. You notice that a lot of these names, Ephesus, Galatia, like all of these are letters that he wrote to these early churches. So on his missionary journeys, Paul is traveling to these different cities and these different places, and he is preaching the gospel. He's preaching the good news, and he is uh, going to write letters to these very places that we are seeing unfold in the book of Acts. And so when you take notice of that, you go, oh, this might be when he was writing a letter to this city at this church. It's pretty cool how it all comes together. But here's what I love about this. All 23 of these verses just show us a picture of obedience. And it's a hard obedience. He's traveling. He's being brought to tribunals. He is getting kicked out. People aren't receptive, but yet there are people. So in the midst of Paul's journey, we see our own journey. There are, there are valleys and mountaintops, everybody. But we have, called just, we have been called just to take one step at a time. And be obedient because we know that the Lord is going to use our obedience. Hear me today. The Lord is not going to waste your obedience. He never does. So today when you are forced with a decision whether or not you are going to keep speaking, keep loving, keep, keep living out this gospel and there is some opposition to it. I don't know what that opposition may be but when there is opposition to it I want to encourage you to keep walking, keep speaking, Keep loving and keep reflecting the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I promise you, he will not waste that obedience. He will use it. I hope today that you find the grace of God just overwhelming in so many different ways. I pray today that you feel encouraged. I pray today that you are reminded of the hope that we have in the King. And so I pray today that you walk well, that you fix your eyes, and that you are encouraged. Know that we here at New Vision are for you. We would love for you to be a part of all that's going on in the life of our church. Um, and so you can find out more information at newvisionlife.com. And I hope you will continue to join us as we continue to navigate through the book of Acts. Know you're loved and we're for you. And we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Bye, everybody.
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.